The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Parenthood. Your life does not end here. Hi, I'm Chriselle Lim, mother of two. And I'm Sarah Son, also a mother of two. We are longtime friends and now mothers. This is Being Bumo, a podcast about all things parenting. We want to have honest conversations about motherhood so we can each define it for ourselves. We're here to build our village and we hope that you join us. Happy 2022. Wait, did I say it right? 2022. That's a tongue twister. 2022. 2022. Mm. Oh my goodness. Happy New Year. It's January. It's so crazy. I am so excited about this new year. I just... I don't know. I felt like 2021 was supposed to be my year. I think this is how everyone felt. And it wasn't. It definitely it was such wasn't. such a terrible year. It was a terrible year. Yeah. Um, so I am very hopeful for 2022. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I think that all of us are coming out of crazy times. I think we all are just ready for, I mean... I think we've all just become really, really tough after the past two years. So nothing can break us. Nothing. All right. So today we are talking about siblings. <laughs> Our sisters are going to love this episode. Please, Chan and Jane, if you guys are listening, just remember you. that we are the superior siblings. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You said it. Well... So Sarah and I are both older sisters. Yeah. We both have one younger sister. And funny enough, oh, actually, you have two two kids. For some reason, I, I just blinked and I was like, oh, you have one daughter. And I'm like, no, you have one daughter and one son. <gasps> My poor son. <laughs> I don't talk son. about him. Actually, I do, but oh, he's there and he's he's the best. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He is just the sweetest and the kindest and the smartest and just the best. But... We're going to be talking about sibling dynamics because I know yeah. a lot of parents have been asking and requesting as far as how to handle that, how to manage that. Um, so we're going to share with you guys what we've been doing, but also kind of what we've experienced from our own childhood mm-hmm. and how we're adapting that as well. So how should we start? We should start by asking how are Chloe and Colette getting along these days? Oh, my goodness. It's just the cutest, funniest thing I've ever witnessed. Like, I could literally just sit there and grab a bag of popcorn and watch them (laughs) because the dynamic now is so interesting. They are three years and eight months apart, which is funny. My sister and I are three years and eight months apart. I know. I can't believe that actually happened. I literally gave birth to my sister and I. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just funny because now Colette is fully speaking in full sentences. She has her own personality. And so they're having normal conversations, like adult conversations, but still in like baby language for Colette. And it's fascinating to me because they are so different. They do have moments where they don't, they're not fighting as much. They went through a period when Colette couldn't communicate where they would fight so much because Colette would get frustrated. She wouldn't be able to express what she wanted. And then Chloe would just do whatever she wanted because she couldn't hear her sister. And so that was probably around ages two and 
five or two and six, that was the hardest time for me. But this year, barely any fighting, but once in a while, they will full on, they don't get physical, but they will full on be like snapping at each other. <laughs> like, no, you go do it. That's your responsibility. <laughs> like, no, mom said that I can stay here. Like that's coming out of my little one's mouth. Wait, Colette? Colette. Oh, the second one. And They're bossier. Yes. Uh-huh. And so much more confident and independent. Mm. And Chloe is standing in the corner being like, (sighs) and I'm like, girl, you're the older one. But it's always like that, I feel like. But that is their dynamic. And it's just so sweet because even though they they fight, after like five minutes, they'll always hug and make up and start saying, I love you. I love you more. (laughs) I love you. I love you more. It's the sweetest thing. But how about you? How's Young and Sophia? I mean, my kids are now 9 and 11. So they they still fight, obviously. They still have arguments. I think it's a little bit more established. I'm thinking back at kind of the age time, you know, that age when they were, what, um, four and six, mm-hmm. like three and five. And my kids, unlike yours, are 20 months apart. So they're... Wait, what is 20... 20- they're not even two years I'm apart. sorry. I hate the moms that do the months. I'm just like, oh, just sorry. say the years. Well, I, I don't, let me count with my the finger. The year That's is like... worse because then it would be a year and 10 months. Is that No, it's clear? like a year and a half. I oh. don't need to, a year. <laughs> the moms that are like, he's like 54 months. Like, I'm just kidding. I've never heard that, but. <laughs> 20 months. So, you know, a little bit, I mean, 22 months. So a little bit under two years. Well, I'm, the reason I'm saying that and, and putting it in that context is because they're almost the same age, pretty much. Like mm. Sophia is actually nine right now. And my son is still 10. Oh, you He's had about to turn to 11. Back. He'll yeah. turn 11 in two months. But for two months, they're just one year apart. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're very close in age. So the, when they were little, that three to five, four to six, they fought a lot and they were like, my daughter was coming into herself and wanted to, you know, have, you know, push her boundaries and make herself known. And I think generally the second one is always trying to find her place. Whereas mm-hmm. the first one generally doesn't feel the need to do that, mm-hmm. right? So there's always that kind of dynamic with them. Right now, right now it's really good though. So I'm so grateful that we've kind of gone through that hurdle and now they're at a place where they can communicate better and they know each other better. Mm-hmm. So they know what, like he's aware of what bothers her and makes her upset. And she is also aware of he makes him unhappy or makes him sad. Yeah. And that's that's kind of where we are now so I don't want to jinx it (laughs) and talk too much about it but I do think that those first few years when they're both still very little like you said they don't have the words to say I feel like that's unfair or I'm feeling jealous like they don't have those words yet yeah we're tough yeah I mean so many times I just put them in separate rooms because they were just both so emotional and Mm -hmm. so combative but Thank God we're kind of over that stage a little bit. And it's nice. I I love that because I think the first few years, I would say at least like the first three to four years, Mm -hmm. they are, they're like getting to know each other, Mm -hmm. right? They're getting to know 
what bothers each other, mm-hmm. what makes them tick, like what they love, what they hate. And it's almost like they're developing this new relationship, even though that they're siblings, they really technically don't know each other that well. So there is a lot of fighting. So I want to just put that out there mm-hmm. for parents that aren't, are especially just coming. I know a lot of parents are, that are just having their second right now. Right. And they're like, oh my God, but it's like, it's like fighting all the time. I'm like, yeah. that's totally normal. And it's so normal. And it will be, like it will even out at some point, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. But I think that there are some things that when the fighting has happened, I wish somebody had told me. And the biggest thing I've really learned when they are fighting about something silly like who gets to sit on the left side of the car. I mean, right, sometimes the fights are that simple and mundane, but it's for me to stay calm. Like if I'm just like, okay, again, they're fighting for the 10th time today about something so simple, but to stay calm and trying to help them give the words and try to help them understand what is fair, take turns and things like that. Right. But Mm -hmm. I feel like that was one thing with me is that I maybe wanted to go and control and facilitate too fast Mm. instead of staying calm and maybe letting them hash it out a little bit and then give them some tools to better resolve it. Yeah, Yeah. I agree with that. I wish I had known just to stay calm a little bit longer. I think our natural instinct when our siblings are fighting is like to jump right in Mm -hmm. and play the referee. Mm -hmm. Like, stop it. Like, yeah, pull them away from each other. And that's natural. I mean, I, for me, because I was, there was a period of time I was with them all day, every day. Except if, you know, they're in preschool for a few hours, like, and it's exhausting. So if they're fighting again about who is going to play with the one specific doll, even though there's the second dolls right there. I know, it's right there. Right there to play with the other one, but they want that one at the same time. Then really to be stay calm, take a breath, and then kind of help them, you know, figure it out. But I really, that was, that was important for me. I wish I had known that initially, and I think it would have avoided a lot yeah. of, added struggles yeah yeah and sometimes and I actually just had this experience recently I think it was last weekend or this past weekend Chloe and Colette were fighting like Mm -hmm. full-on fighting arguing about this toy that they wanted to play with and Chloe had it first and Colette came and took it and usually I would just jump in and be like, you're not supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, give it back to your sister. Mm-hmm. But this time I just kind of, as you mentioned, like stayed calm yeah. and I just kind of became the observer. I even like walked away at some point because I'm like, I'm just going to see how far this goes. And they were screaming at each other, yeah. right? Yeah. But they were communicating and then Colette walked away and then Chloe was just crying. And naturally I would want to go and like, you know, comfort her, but I didn't. And then Chloe stopped crying after like five minutes. And by the way, it's always Colette messing with Chloe and Chloe always ending up crying. It is. Right? We have a similar dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. The young ones, they're tough. They're just, they feel like they have to fight so hard to prove something. I know. And then, and then um, it was just silence, like silence for about 10, 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then Colette came back and she gave her the doll. And then they were best friends again. And they're like playing house or whatever. And that whole process was very interesting for me to watch because I I was thinking like, what if I jumped right in? And what if I stopped them from fighting? Then they wouldn't 
have known how to resolve this, right? right? And it's not necessarily about like finding a resolution. It's about just being in your emotion and kind of letting them calm themselves down and then being able to come together again. And that's the same thing as as adults, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I love that. Yeah. I love that. So that that was very eye-opening for me because that made me realize like I don't have to always play the referee and I I shouldn't. You shouldn't. Yeah. They they do at a certain age. I mean, everything has to be age-appropriate. And so, but since you're there, you can sort of see. And for me, the biggest thing that I think has helped my kids is finding things that they enjoy doing together. So really Mm. up the playtime for them, up the opportunities for them to spend time together when they're having fun. What are some things that they like to do together? Um, Right now, it's a lot of video games, Mm. which is kind of like, okay. Okay. So that's one thing that's kind of new through COVID. Didn't they like doing Legos too together? Yeah. So then Legos, I've also been amazing for them, both of them. Initially, they they were interested in Legos at different times. Hmm. Like, for there was a time that my daughter was really into it and then there was a time that she wasn't and then my son was into it but through covid they've both been really into it they sleep in separate bedrooms and for whatever reason during covid they kind of wanted to build a fort mm. and sleep together oh. so i let them sleep together for like a month or something in the little fort that they built um and and sports they're both really sporty so they'll play basketball together they'll throw a ball together they'll play little paddleboard things they'll play pickleball they'll play just any ball sporty thing that's they both love it they both find it super fun and they do it so even like our driveway I cemented the whole thing. I mean, I don't know if you've been to my mm-hmm. house recently, but I did that this summer. Yeah, I remember. So that they could sort of play pickleball. I mean, it's not like a real pickleball court, but it's yeah. just a cemented instead of grassy area. So they had an extra space to play. And they do that and they find it fun. And I think by providing these opportunities, because they're going to naturally be competitive and they're going to naturally fight for the parents' attention. Yeah. And, you know, especially Sophia, she has a very high IEQ. So she's figuring out how to get my attention and and dad's Mm. attention and approval. But I think the more like positive experiences they have with each other, the more, the more they'll love each other. You know, like that love is being built, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And And I also, I I love that you said finding things that they can do together. So at the end of the day, when it comes to siblings, you want to find things that will bring them together that they can bond over. So one experience recently that has happened within the past week was the girls have a bunk bed. They share a room. They have a bunk bed. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. They could sleep in the same room. They could like chit chat and whatever. Yeah. It's like the cutest thing. But then, so that's been a whole year. That's what they've been doing. Mm-hmm. And the whole bunk bed situation has been wonderful, but they're still separate. But then just starting last week, once I leave the room, mm-hmm. Chloe asks Colette to come up to her bed uh-huh. and they sleep together mm-hmm. on her bed. And at first I was like, why are you guys doing that? And <laughs> yeah. then I was like, why not? You know, as long as they're able to get a good night's rest, like they're not kicking each other and on top of each other. Like it's such a wonderful experience. Oh, so sweet. Like when are they going to ever be able or want to sleep together? So and they literally hold hands. Oh my God, stop. And yeah. they're just like chatting all night. Yeah. And of course, I'm always like, stop talking, go yeah. to sleep. Yeah. But then they're like giggling and they're yeah. just like telling each other stories. And then yesterday, for whatever reason, Colette was like, I'm going to sleep down here, like on my bed. And I'm going to, and I'll come back up tomorrow. 
and Chloe was in tears. She was so upset. She, I think she felt rejected. (laughs) And I had to like calm her down. I was like, look, you know, like everyone needs their own space. If your sister wants to sleep in her bed, you have to let her. And she was so offended. So butthurt. I felt oh, like, no. I'm like, what are you going to do when a guy breaks your heart? Oh, like She loves her so much. I know. So She's sweet. I know. So that I, that just reminded me of like finding things where they can bond together, whether it be sleepovers or building a fort together or whatever that is. So, um, and then as far as like, because you have, because boy, girl, boy, or, girl dynamic. Yeah. So we all know that play is essential for child development, but did you realize that it has a profound impact on who we become as grownups, our personality, career, interests? Play builds a solid foundation of success as an adult. I remember as a kid when I used to spend hours dressing up my dolls and giving them their own personalities and names and writing about them in my journal. It was so much fun. I still have those journals, by the way. I mean, no surprise that I somehow got into fashion and blogging, right? But these days, it can be so easy to forget about the importance of having fun. That's why we've been loving the Once Upon a Playtime podcast. It's a show for grownups and their kiddos about the power of play. My kids love listening to this in the car. Once Upon a Playtime is a podcast from The Genius of Play, a nonprofit initiative that provides families with the latest play research, expert advice, and activities of all ages. From developing empathy to advancing math skills to improving hand-eye coordination, play is so, so important. Once Upon a Playtime features celebrities and well-known personalities and how their adult success was shaped by their childhood playtime. The interviews are transformed into a storytime experience that you can listen to by yourself or with your kids. I personally love listening to this podcast with Chloe. She gets so into it. The very first episode features Nathan Sawaya, who made a journey from lawyer to full-time Lego artist and discusses how the toys from his childhood inspired his creative career. So interesting. I personally love the first episode called Nathan Kept Building, mainly because my daughter Chloe is obsessed with Legos. She could play with Legos for hours. And it was really inspiring for her to hear Nathan's story in such a fun and whimsical way and to hear that he actually made his passion into his career. Now my daughter Chloe keeps saying she wants to be a Lego builder one day when she grows up. The format of the show is really quite unique. It mixes interviews with storytelling, making it educational and entertaining. So tune in to Once Upon a Playtime podcast today. You and your kids will love it. Find Once Upon a Playtime wherever you listen to podcasts. And for more info and full transcripts of each episode, visit thegeniusofplay.org. That's Once Upon a Playtime at thegeniusofplay.org. Hey guys, it's Hunter. And Michaela. And this is the Model Citizen Podcast. We wanted to let the members of our community experience a different side of us that they see glimmers of, but never the full force. Exactly. We wanted a place where we could talk unfiltered about anything and everything, including our lives and experiences in the modeling industry, beauty, fashion, dating, sex, marriage, a dash of political commentary, and of course, pop culture, honey. We're going all the way in. Tune in every Thursday for a giggle, a laugh, and maybe even a tear or two. You've just found your new best friends, and we're so happy to have you. Do you feel like it's 
it's like a different dynamic than you and your sister growing up? Like how do, how did they bond? Like, I mean, I think the base is the same, just yeah. respect, bond, listening to each other, sharing things that they like to do together. So that's kind of universal way of building relationships. Yeah. I mean, it's different. I, honestly, my kids never slept together because I mean, they just always had separate rooms and boy, girl until COVID. And they built this little fort uh-huh. and then they were happy to like lay next to each other. And we, I, I thought it was so sweet. So sweet. Um, it's a little bit different, but Sophia is sporty. So that allows for her to do a lot of activities that brother already likes. Mm-hmm. One thing I do actually sort of force or encourage or make sure because it, it, it wasn't naturally happening was for them to compliment each other say thank you say good night say I love you like it's funny because when I look at my sister's kids they're naturally very affectionate they're mm. always like you're the best you're amazing you're so beautiful I love you da, da, da. and I was like oh wow okay that's interesting because my kids for whatever reason don't have that kind of verbal affection mm-hmm. they're more about playing together mm-hmm. um, but I did want to encourage especially my son to be more verbal and affectionate to his younger sister mm-hmm. and I will have to prompt him and say you know, Sophia got an A in math. You should go and say, th- like, congratulations. And so I do have to prompt sometimes uh-huh. these things um, to help him notice. And he's happy to do it. He's just, it's just not in his radar usually. Yeah. So that, pe- to build that relationship. And I also know that that's important to her. Because uh. she thrives on compliments. And she thrives on people noticing her good things. And if brother says, oh, you know, just compliments her about something, she feels good. She feels loved. She feels like he likes her. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Because kids are just like their parents. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we... I mean, all the good traits are from me. All the bad traits are from dad. But yeah. (laughs) No, I... I, I think it's really important to prompt kids. Sometimes that's, you know, they need that little nudge to, to especially like the girl-boy dynamic. Yeah. I, w- I would imagine that yeah. you need to do a little bit more of that. Yeah, when you say like what's different, whereas my daughter isn't like that. She will she writes letters to him all the time. Like if he's sick, she'll write her a note. He, she will write him a note and say, I hope you feel better and live it on his nightstand. So you know what I mean? Like yeah. she naturally does a lot of those things where he doesn't. So I want him to notice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then did you have to deal with kind of, because you mentioned earlier where your oldest, and this is the same thing with my oldest, they don't really need to fight for their like space. So they almost like don't ask for the attention, but the little ones demand so much more attention, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so do you feel like you had to consciously spread it out evenly? Because naturally, if the little one's asking for a lot of attention, you're just going to give it to them. You don't want the older one to feel like, oh, yeah. mom doesn't love me. Yeah. Right. I think you do have to be be aware of that mm-hmm. because the the older one, at least in our case, and it did happen, he did think that I wasn't spending as much time with him because he's not verbally requesting more attention. But there was a moment where he did say to because the first two years I did sleep with Sophia a lot, like we like co-slept a lot, and he would say to me eventually, I didn't think he even noticed, yeah, but he did notice, and he said, "How come you always sleep with Sophia?" That broke my heart into a million pieces, and he had never said anything to me until for for whatever reason that evening it really affected him, which is why I think I said in the last episode I make sure to spend like a good 
I don't know, 20 minutes or so with each one before mm-hmm. they go to sleep. Yeah, I think that we have to, I have to be more thoughtful about spending more time with my oldest because he needs it just as much, but he doesn't necessarily ask for it. And that is also a good way so that they're not competitive with each other. Because that I think is really the biggest Mm -hmm. problem with siblings is that they become rivals or competitive against each other because the parent is not on purpose, but maybe mm-hmm. showing more favoritism or more time to one yeah. or the other. One yeah. tip that I learned because I was very nervous about when I had my second that Chloe will feel jealous or the youngest one will eventually feel like she's not good enough. So whether you're complimenting or you are disciplining, and I don't know if this if this is right or wrong, but it actually worked for me. It's like when you're telling like let's say your oldest one a compliment, then you also give your little one a compliment as well. And then same thing with discipline. So it's not like, Chloe, you never clean up your room, Mm -hmm. right? It's more of like, Chloe, please clean up your room. Colette, and if Colette did clean up the room, you could say, Colette, you're really great at cleaning up your room, but you have to also remember to clean up your room as well after you're done playing. So it's almost like you have to make it even with both discipline and compliments. compliments. So it's not like, oh, mom only compliments Chloe or mom only gives me discipline or whatever that is. So that was really hard and tricky for me because I was like, I don't want one of them to feel like they're getting more attention or more favor from me. So that was really something that I worked on. Now I feel like it just kind of comes naturally whenever I'm like, you're great. You're great too. You need to work on this. You need to work on this Yeah, I, 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 you're, you're right about that because they do internalize things. They do. Well, the other thing that, and it's similar to that kind of understanding, as, and it does come as you're doing it because you quickly realize how they take it, is to also compliment what makes them unique. Mm. Like, for example, my son is, he's shy, he's gentle, studious, forgetful, fair, he's loyal. So like when it comes to a lot of those things, to really compliment like what is unique about him and then I the flip side is compliment the things that are unique about my daughter which is she's she's assertive she's social she's incredibly organized for an 8-year-old it's mm. really strange she's jealous she's creative she's verbal like so i think helping them see that they are really different they're siblings but also like they're unique people and they are they have like their own mm. strength and what makes them unique and special and you know like them who they are mm. it's also like a way I find that they don't feel like they're always competing against each other yeah yeah that's great because I think we naturally and I do this where it's like oh if I tell you that and especially for the kids that are confident and outgoing, it's easier and it's more natural for people to just throw them compliments, yeah, right? Yeah. Whereas like with the older ones, like my oldest or my older one, she's a lot more, I, I wouldn't use the word shy because she opens up quickly when she gets to know somebody, but she is quiet, right? Yeah, um, and so people always naturally start complimenting my youngest, like, you're so funny, you're so yeah. cute, you're so outgoing, you're so confident. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, if you just throw the same compliments to my oldest, that's actually not true. Mm-hmm. So you're just kind of making it up. Yeah. So I like that you pointed out making a list of what makes them unique yeah. and making them feel proud about it. Because yeah. I think in our society, we only compliment or we tend to praise the ones that are 
um, extroverts and yeah. more social, exactly. right? Yeah. So I love that. I get it, guys. There's a lot to do during this time of year. And if you're feeling a little panicked that the holidays are basically here and you still have yet to do something super fun and festive for yourself, the kids and the family, there's still time. And if you still haven't gotten your Christmas shopping done, don't worry, I got you. I love giving gifts, but sometimes I feel pressure to find the best ones. And in my opinion, the best ones is something that will create memories together. I believe that the holidays are all about coming together with loved ones and taking an active role in creating the magic of the season. Establishing new memories and traditions together, whether it be cutting paper snowflakes, gluing sticky ornaments, or kneading holiday cookie dough. Sure, we can buy the ornaments and we could buy the snowflakes, but isn't building your own so much more awesome? This year, KiwiCo wants to invite you and your family to make the holidays a little less prepackaged and a lot more hands-on, all while learning a thing or two along the way. So we've been using KiwiCo for a while now, and I know that you guys have heard me talk about it all the time, and I pretty much lost track of how many boxes we've done at this point, but we still cannot get enough. My oldest daughter, Chloe's favorite one is a pinball machine crate. It was everything. It's her prized possession now. We made everything from the board to the actual game in itself. We played with angles and momentum and the look on Chloe's face when she actually finished the project was seriously so priceless. She was so proud of herself that she did it on her own. Well, with a little help from me. We also are now working on the walking robot crate, which she is so excited about. I love that KiwiCo allows kids to become part of the creation and really value the process. Your child can get super cool hands-on science and art and geography projects delivered right to their door every month. They'll be so excited when they see these arrive in the mail. The day that the box arrives will be their favorite day of the month. Trust me. You'll also be surprised at how high quality the materials are too. These are real engineering, science, and art projects for children. As a busy parent, I know it can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children busy and challenged. So let KiwiCo do the legwork for you so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. There's no commitment so you can pause or cancel at any time. This holiday, don't just teach kids how to buy, but teach them how to build. Give them a gift of hands-on holiday with a KiwiCo subscription and celebrate a love for hands-on learning all year long. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code BUMO at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month at K-I-W-I-C-O.com. Promo code BUMO. Okay, lunch break? Okay. What did you have today? So I've been traveling a lot um, since, I mean, COVID still exists. I hate saying post-COVID because we're still in COVID, but this is our new normal. And I think people have just become more used to traveling during this time of year in a very safe way. And so I've been all about finding things that will boost up my immunity because literally every other week I'm somewhere, I'm going somewhere. Um, so these... You know Rainbow Light, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, so I, don't, is, I haven't taken it, but... This I've is a generic kind of vitamin brand that a lot okay. of people know. I used to take just their multivitamin. I kind of stopped because I found a better one. But then this one was actually the only one that I found that had all the ingredients that I wanted. And it's called Counterattack. And mm-hmm. Counterattack is pretty much, it boosts up your immunity. Yeah, it has everything that you need, basically. Yeah. And it the pills are, are thin and they're small. Oh, okay. I cannot, so I am literally the worst when it comes to swallowing pills. I will 
gag it all out. Like, I'm a child. I just can't. I'd rather eat the gummies. Well, sometimes they do make them ginormous. So it's Why? Like, I'm like, why know. do you guys make it so big? Yeah. I'm pretty sure you don't need to make it this big. Anyways, so the pills here, I wish I could open this for you, but it's going to make a lot of noise. But it's really thin in a width way and then also very slim. I don't know how to describe it, but oh. it's super just easier easy. easier to swallow. Okay. So easy. So I've been traveling with this. I travel with these guys as well, which is just like a little pack. Mm-hmm. And I just Animal pour it protein. in everywhere. Yeah. This is no, it's actually so vital proteins, you guys all have heard of them. Um, and this is not sponsored by the way. It's this is their vitality immune booster. So anytime I get to just put something in my water or I, I'll just put the immunity booster because I'm just so paranoid. Like I do not want to get sick, especially yeah. during this time. Winter, COVID season, flu season, all of that. It just has electrolytes. It has... Um, oh, it has zinc. That's good. Yeah, zinc. It has all of that. So yeah, that's my lunch. Yeah, your lunch is pill and powders, right? <laughs> pill and powders. <laughs> I have real lunch, real food. <laughs> Apples, nuts, bread, peanut butter. That bread, you need to tell us what is that bread because I had it last time and it's so healthy and delicious. Well, it's really good because it's dense. I forget. It's pretty much made out of like almond flour and spelt. So it's a little bit denser. So I feel full after eating it. Did you make that? No, I oh. wish. I, no. It looks homemade. This It has like um, sunflower seeds. You know, it's just like a bunch of nuts. I got it at the, I just got it at the farmer's market. It's delicious. Yeah. I am going to eat that again. Have some of that. Yeah. Um, That's my lunch. Yeah. Well, it's pretty much the same thing that you bring every single week, but I'm not complaining because I never bring my... Actually, I brought a protein box. For those of you that are like me, that are just always on the go, that cannot figure out how to pack your own stuff, I'm the worst. Can, I can pack everything for my kids, Yeah, but like, I just cannot, for whatever reason, add that like extra, extra 10, box. 5, 10 minutes... <laughs> For myself, and I'm just like, oh, I'll just get a Starbucks. Yeah, and this is pretty much the same thing. Oh my god, it's pretty much it's the same. It's actually the same box, except for you have hard-boiled de- eggs, but you have a peanut butter pack. I mm-hmm. have this peanut butter apples, and I have nuts and inst- for protein and the bread instead of the eggs. And they also have cheese in here. You can't see oh, it for protein. So that's hilarious. Starbucks, shout out to Starbucks. I pretty much have been eating your protein egg and cheddar box for the past three years of my life. That's a good one. Yeah. This is the only box I will eat from there because everything else, I'm pretty sure it's filled with things too because it lasts for a long time. preservatives. <laughs> but oh, I feel like it, it's relatively like the more healthier item at Starbucks. Because this is not fried or like has yeah. all that oil. Yeah. Yeah. Because all their like bread and croissants, it's like so filled with oil and yeah. just makes you feel gross after. So yeah. this is the only thing that I get at Starbucks with my black iced coffee. So Yeah. Good lunch. It's actually the same. So it funny. actually is the same. So a listener asked about this specific topic, and it's something that we've been wanting to talk about for a while anyway, and really wanted to understand what are some practical things that we do to help our kids just form a bond. And obviously it's normal that they fight, but something that I've really been working on now that my kids are a little bit older and have more words for actual emotions is I statements. And and I learned this hmm. from our school. I didn't, I didn't really know this until a little bit later. And I think they introduced this in like third or fourth grade because they're developmentally ready for I statements. I was like, okay, what's that? Please okay. tell me what an I statement I is because statement. I have no idea what that is. So, so a fight could usually go, oh, but 
she didn't want me to do that. No, he didn't want me to. No, she said this. No, he said that. No, but this, right? So then it becomes he, she said, and then there's really no resolution because if you're a parent and you're not really even there for the actual argument, mm-hmm. like, what are you supposed to do? And you're not supposed to take sides. Like, you shouldn't take sides, right? Yeah. Like, you should never say things like, you should just listen because she's oldest or he's youngest or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to do a lot of that. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it, it's appropriate. Like, well, you know what? He's She's younger than you, so just let her have it. I mean, right. we have done that, some of that, but... At some point, as they get older, I think there are better tools for them. And I think I statement is one of them. And I, I think it's amazing. And I use it for myself as an adult, too. So I was just going to say, it sounds like <laughs> like an adult therapy kind of like tactic. It like, is. Take ownership Exa- of your own. Sh- yeah, exactly. Sh- I'm not going to cut. own emotion. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh, but that's exactly what it yeah. is. And I, we learned it from school. So they said, instead of saying, you did this, why don't you cal- wait for the kids to calm down a little bit? And then let them, you know, like process what happened and then have them do I statement like, I felt jealous because X, Y, and Z, you didn't include me in your birthday group. Or I felt that it was unfair because you didn't follow the rules of the game. Mm. So it gives them a chance to like self-reflect because really I think that's kind of the whole point is like we want them to increase their EQ so that they can have good relationships, not just with their siblings, but with their bosses, their friends, their their mates, whatever it may be, yeah. right? So I love that. And it worked. It's like really good. And sometimes I will find now, like four years after implementing this, because it takes a while for them to really get it. I do find my son saying, I felt that it was unfair that you took this when it wasn't your turn, right? Mm. And that's why I was upset at you. So they're not going to get it when they're little. But yeah. I think to just make them aware that these things can happen and to make them aware that when there is conflict, we're not going to say, you did this, you did that, but you're going to go to your corners or like go do something else, calm down, then come back and say, I felt hurt. I felt like you didn't care about me because you didn't wait for me. Right. Mm. So like the, you know, sort of approach it that way instead of always blaming each other. Yeah. And that has been I'm, the only reason I'm saying it is because when I was first told that, I was like, that's not going to work. Like, what are you even talking about? I was looking at the uh, teacher like, mm-hmm, that's nice. But I'm like, <laughs> my kids at that point were not developmentally ready for that. But as you kind of implement it little by little by little, now that they're older, it does work. It they does do work. get it. Yeah, yeah I'm it's not amazing. there yet, but I do believe in the power of being like teaching these tools, introducing yeah. these tools at a young age, and when they are ready, they will access them, right? Yeah. And it's kind of going back to the episode where I talked about, I really have been for the past four years trying to teach um, empathy to Chloe, mm-hmm. and she just would not get it, right? Like every time we would want, like, want to go help out, <clears throat> you know, um, families, homeless families, shelters, she would always be like, what about me? What about mm-hmm. me? But then I just did it for four years mm-hmm. straight and mm-hmm. I modeled it myself. Mm-hmm. And this year she finally got it. And this kind of reminds me of the I statements of, yeah, they're probably not going to get it, especially at a young age. Yeah. But I'm already like, I could already see myself explaining to them like, okay, this time if you, we're going to start using I statements. Mm-hmm. So for instance, yesterday when Chloe started crying because Colette didn't want to sleep with her, yeah. I felt Feel her. Yeah. Because she didn't want to sleep with me. I felt rejected. 
And so, again, they she probably won't get it right away, but eventually they, they will. will. And especially if you give, I feel like if we give them the words right when they're actually feeling it and they're like, oh, this is what hurt feels like. Oh, this is what jealousy feels like. Oh, this is, I feel like if it, it will click for them. It absolutely yeah. will. And then the flip side of that, if, you know, same with me, because a lot of the times it's my little one kind of bothering the oldest. It's like, how do you think it makes him feel when mm. you take something from him when it wasn't your turn? Mm. And then that also... It's, that's also part of like growing the empathy part. Like how does, oh, he probably would be upset. Oh, he probably didn't like that. Oh, he probably, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's kind of like this dual way of, again, teaching them about emotions and how they feel. And then really <laughs> hoping that that's really a good foundation for them to have a, a good bond. I, I love that it's always teaching the younger ones about empathy. <laughs> And the older ones about advocating for themselves. Yeah, it is. Which is it kind so of a is. common thread. If you guys are listening and you have kids and you feel like you are in the similar situation. Or you are that situation. Or you are that situation. Yeah. Let us know because I actually felt that way too. Because mm. I was so quiet. I never expressed any emotion. And my sister was, she was <laughs> loud. She made sure everyone. Your face everyone- just made me laugh because you <laughs> You went crazy for a second. I, I don't saying. even know how to describe her. She yeah. was loud. She's, I mean, she's not loud anymore, but she had to scream for that attention. Yeah. And she got that attention, you yeah. know? And I don't know. It's funny how older siblings and younger siblings tend to be very similar in that way. But also speaking about new moms for a little bit before we wrap, because I know that there's a lot of new moms on here that are just now having their second or having their first and thinking about a second. A tip that I got from my other friends that were a little ahead of me was that when you, and again, don't know if this is correct or not, but it definitely worked for me because my whole goal at that point was making sure Chloe is not jealous of this little baby, this human that entered the world that's going to get so much attention. And so when Colette was born, a friend of mine told me, bring a gift, like buy her a gift, but say that oh, the baby yeah. brought it for oh, her. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Which is so, it does not make sense at all, I know, but she still talks about that. Mm, she still talks about, Colette, you brought me oh. a little doll. Mm-hmm. And she still has a doll. And she felt like, I don't know, she felt really special that yeah. day because... Mm-hmm her little sister brought her something. And so if you guys are about to have a second and you're thinking about how that dynamic is going to work, I highly suggest you prepare. It doesn't have to be big. It could be something small. But preparing some sort of small thing for your oldest mm-hmm. um, and saying that the new baby brought it for you. Yeah. yeah. And they get really excited and touched by yeah. that. So, yeah. yeah, that's my little tip. I love that tip. I, I think I, I think somebody told me that too. I, I can't remember. I think, was it a doll? I think it maybe was a puzzle for us. From like my daughter to older brother. Yeah, and now Chloe is asking the the hard questions of like, so how was Colette born, oh, and God. how did she, how did she bring that doll with her? Like she will. Ask, I'm like, oh gosh, Smart girl. Uh-huh. Okay, I don't know how to answer these questions. I don't know how. Yeah, but we should talk about those. We could talk about that in some other episode too. Oh, we should yeah. do an episode where we talk about the hard questions, like yeah. how to answer the hard questions. There are so many these days. As they get older, they notice these things. For example, right now, my daughter's teacher's pregnant. And my daughter's like, but how how did that happen? How was the baby in there? Yeah. How was she pregnant? Yeah. Well, my daughter now is on that whole pregnancy thing too, mm-hmm. but she's always like, But how does it come out? <laughs> I'm like 
And no. honestly, I just tell her. Yeah. I just tell her. I'm like, <laughs> it comes out of your vagina. <laughs> oh, boy. And she's just like, okay. She hasn't asked me how. Uh-huh. So that's good. But I'm like, it comes out of your vagina. And she's just like, okay. And just moves, moves on. on. Yeah. But that, made, that makes sense. I think equipping them with, I mean, obviously kid-friendly information that is accurate is important. Which we could talk about later because I definitely did not get the accurate information. And I learned about things way too, like, way later on in my adulthood. <laughs> yep. Too late. Way too yeah. late. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening to our first episode of 2022. Oh my god, so excited for this year. We have a lot of fun so topics we're going to be discussing this month. Excited, yes. Yeah. And... Please let us know if there's anything that you guys want to hear this year that, you know, that you personally, it could be the most random thing. It really doesn't have to be about parenting. (laughs) Obviously, it is a parenting podcast. But if you want to know what blow dryer Sarah (laughs) uses or how she makes her fruit lunchbox, (gasps) we're down for that too. Yeah. I love food questions, actually. Anything food related because it's like a big part of my life yeah where i put my time yeah so please send us a dm or um post on stories we will repost and please leave a what is it called a review a review please leave a (laughs) review i literally one of those things (laughs) one of those things Uh, it really helps our podcast out a lot um and we appreciate you guys and we will see you on the next episode bye bye Thank you so much for listening. We want to keep this conversation going with you. So please leave us a DM on Instagram and make sure to follow us and subscribe to our podcast. And we would love it if you left us a review. Also, if you're in the Los Angeles area, make sure to visit us at Bumo Work at Westfield Century City Shopping Center. And if you're looking for educational-based content entertainment for your little ones, visit us at www.bumobrain.com or at Bumo Brain on Instagram. 